This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello, welcome to Bedtime Drinks with Rachel. My name is Rachel, and I forgot my drink. I feel like I should have a chart on the wall of all the times I remember to drink for bedtime drinks and all the times I didn't. But today is one of the ones I didn't. But that's because I've just been enjoying sunshine. I don't know where you live, but I got sunshine today and that made me happy. So uh, we are here talking about going back to live in-person church, which is crazy. Now, I know I, it's so weird. It feels very England-centric uh, that our timings tend to rotate around England. And I apologize for that. I know some of our friends in New Zealand and Australia uh, have been doing this for ages and therefore have wisdom to share. So please do share them. Uh, some of our friends in Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland and Ireland, and we're all on slightly different schedules. Uh, and some of our d- different denominations have different wisdom. Uh, and so it's it's There's no one timing that we're all on, but we thought that this topic was quite significant to try to process together. And so wherever you are on your journey, uh, wherever you are in your church timeline, I am hoping that this will be helpful for you in just beginning to process uh, this kind of stuff. Uh, I hope you're also getting outside to the sunshine. There is there is this person sometimes when I preach at my church uh, because we're still on Zoom. Sometimes when I preach, she uh, she goes for a walk outside and it's my favorite thing <laughs> because I'm preaching and I see her, she has her face on it. She's in these beautiful fields with the sunshine and the clouds. And it's like, it's the most beautiful thing to watch, which is what I love about Zoom. So, you know, there'll be negative things missing, but unfortunately I'm just in my office. Uh, so sorry about that. So as usual, what I'll do is I'll add some thoughts in there. And then I'll pray for us, and then I'll see if I can answer any question, comment, thought, concern, pondering, heresy flag that you have, so that we can just be a little community to walk together. Please feel free to add in your wisdom to each other as well, because that's like the valuable bit, isn't it? A bunch of parents coming together and cares to talk about it. Um, Oh, my team member just said, I see you. She makes me feel seen. Thank you for seeing me. Uh, So today we're talking about how do we... I titled it, How Do We Help Our Kids Love Church Again? Which I feel is very loaded, and then I disagreed with myself after I titled it, because our kids could be loving church now. And who am I to say that they're not? And it's a not a good assumption that I want to say. I didn't mean to. I just wanted to say, how do we help our kids transition back to live church with less words? Which I don't think was successful. Uh, and I, I think wherever you are on the journey, I have three things that I think are really sig- significant to think through. And so I just wanted to sort of offer these up to you. I think um, one of the first things that we can do to help transition our kids back into this sense of of going back to in-person church, whatever that looks like for you, is to take some time to process the experience that we have had together as a family. It can be so easy to just go right June 27th, we are back live, baby. And uh, that means, yes, we all have to get ready. Shoes on. Yes, breakfasted by 9.30. I know, I know, I know. Shh, we're doing it. And so easy to just get back into what we're doing. And actually, we are ending a massive era of doing faith at home, doing church at home. Some of For some of us, that has been a beautiful, exciting learning journey 
that we don't want to lose, for some of us that has been dry and hard and we're desperate to get back. And however the processing, whatever has happened, I think is so significant to process because we get to talk about church. We get to talk about relationship with God, the importance of church, what it's about. We get to have an amazing conversation and to to look at what our experiences have been, to be able to talk about what we want our experiences to be. And so one of the first things that I think would be really significant is to talk through how have we liked church at home? What has it given us? What have we learned? What is, you know, however you do conversations in your family, that doesn't mean you have to like formally gather around a table with four candles and a flip chart although that sounds fun, uh, you do however it does, but to drop in, even if you just want to pick a question every once in a while, to just drop in, what is your favorite thing about doing Zoom church at home? Or if you've never done Zoom church and you've had a break from church, to say, what's your favorite thing about not doing church on a Sunday? To just ask the question, or what is what are three things you found hard about it? Or what is one thing that you are feeling nervous about? about losing from our Sunday patterns. Uh, whatever it is, ask those questions in many different ways so that you can explore it. And I think it's really helpful in this phase to talk about your emotions too, to say, you know, I've really enjoyed, you know, for me, I've really enjoyed pausing sermons. Uh, so we'll be watching and uh, I'll like pause it and be like, I do not sure I agree with that. And then someone else will disagree and we end up having this debate and sometimes we finish the sermon, sometimes we don't. Uh, and I've I've enjoyed that sort of ability to process it in real time, uh, and I don't I don't know I, it'll be different going back. And to just say it's not my favorite, it's not the worst. It's just something I valued, and I don't know how to feel going back. There's so many different things, so help them process that. If you're not sure what questions to ask, I don't want you to feel stuck in the favorite question. Sometimes favorites, I try not to ask favorite you can try it but sometimes kids then go well they set it up as the thing i loved most and sometimes kids don't feel that strongly about it so sometimes if you have one of those kids who gets really pedantic about those things to so just say you know what what are three things that you liked about it that you valued about it that you thought were important about it uh, to process that and if you're not sure the directions you can ask questions about drawing near to god you know about how how did you feel connecting to god through Zoom Church? How did that affect your connection with God? That's a really interesting conversation to have because um, some people are like, I thought the Zoom Church was boring, but I really liked that time where they played a song and I got to close my eyes and lay down on the couch and connect with God for a minute. Like that's sometimes, it's not about the Zoom, it's about the connecting with God. Um, you can talk about, you know, how did it feel to not be able to be helpful to other people? You know, serving is a big part of church and and for some people, they felt really powerful at home being in charge of the tech. And for some kids, they felt really disconnected um, because they were powerless. And to talk about being part of the body of Christ or feeling loved, how do we feel about the rest of the people in church? Do you even feel like you're part of a big community? Um, how do we do in that way? And how do you feel about it? Now, all of those big things, uh, how do we be encouraged? Or how do you feel like you've grown um, in your connection with God, or how are you different now than you were before? All of those interesting questions can cause really helpful processes because then we can talk about what are you scared of losing when we go back, or what are you nervous about that we're going to miss out on, or what do you want to really make sure that we keep doing? 
You have this big processing thing. So process it. The second thing I think can be really helpful for this age group particularly is to talk through the whys of church. Uh, so often we just go back to the, you know, how, or, you know, when we have to get up and when do we have to go there and how quickly can we leave or, you know, all or how long can I stay playing? Is a kid, I was talking to a kid at church and he's like, I want to stay for at least an hour and a half playing football after church. And his parents are like, no. Uh, there is this sense of the whys that, that we may have lost. What is the whole point of going to church? Because we've spent a year, for some of us, we've spent a year and a bit. You know, we're not going back into a building at our church, uh, not for a couple of months and think September is going to be our first thing. So by that point, it will have almost been a year and a half uh, that we will have been together in a building that we were before. And the world hasn't exploded. So why do we have to go back? And rather than do an hour in our pajamas, now we have to do three hours between getting up and going home. Like, why? What is the point? And for some of us, we need to answer that question. But for our kids, it really helps answering the question for them of the why um, to talk through and to ask questions and to teach and to use those tools that we talk about to create windows into why it's important for you to go back to church and what you miss and why you feel that's a significant part of your faith journey and, and what you get out of it to create those windows to frame for your kids. Um, for me, if you, if you have ever accessed this book, um, Parenting Children for Life of Faith, the, the omnibus version, there's a whole chunk in there about the, the whys of church and um, what's the, the point in how we help our kids engage with church or the Parenting for Faith course. There's a free session on that online. And there's these five things of drawing near to God and loving and being loved and body of Christ and pursuing the spirit and being encouraged of, of the whys of church. And uh, if you haven't explored that for yourself or with your kids, this is the time to have those really interesting conversations. Um, my team, my team's not going to be impressed with me right now, but we're working on a little bit of a resource just to give you a, a jumping point into that. Uh, if you feel like you need uh, something to jump off of into those conversations, but I don't think you need it. But but if you're one of those people who do, we're working on something to just facilitate those conversations uh, for you. But but you don't need it. It's not a big conversation. It's just just knowing. You know, if they're questioning the whys, if they're going, oh, I don't want to. It could be not because they they don't like church. It could be because they just don't know the why of why it's important to them. Uh, and the last thing I just wanted to highlight was that this is a change process. This is not a, a significant, well, you know, now we weren't there and now we're gonna go because your kids are different than they were last time they went to live in-person church. Uh, they are different people and they, you know, for some of them, if you have a five-year-old, it's like a fourth of their life they haven't gone to church and you know for some of our older ones you know they're now 10 and you know feeling like they're twice as big and they have different memories of what it was beforehand and they are are different and we are different as a family you've learned things and so we're going to go back into a situation that still will be changing because i work with a lot of churches i'm telling you we're not all 100 percent sure what's going to happen or how it's going to happen or what's going to go forward. So church will continue to change. Our families are different than where they were before. And, and it's going to take a while. It took us a year, at least a year and a bit to get to where we are now. 
we're not just going to go back and on week one be fine. We, we're going to go back and we're going to have to refind our place and refind how we worship and refind how our 10 year old likes singing and refind how our eight year old likes talking to people. And the kid who was super bold because she knew everybody may now be super shy because she can't remember anybody. And there's, there's all of these differences. And I just wanted to encourage you that to see it as a change process, not as a going back to something as if we all know how to do that. Um, treat it as if it's going into something new. And so the question is, how do your kids handle new things? How do you help them manage those new things? And, and therefore, what is the right way to reintroduce? They may go back and want to go straight to kids' groups if they're on. They may want to go back and sit with you for a couple of weeks because they don't remember things. You also have to remember they're small and they're going to be going back into a bunch of people who are going to comment on their bodies. <laughs> uh, just want to flag that up. I'm not sure if you remember. They're going to see every person who are all going to go, Whoa, aren't you bigger, taller, stronger? You look different. And uh, that's a lot of comments to take in one Sunday. And so just to help them manage like what that's like and how they're going to feel about that and what they want to say and, and how they want to manage. You know, Do they want to high-five people or not? And, and they have just the physical stuff. Um, I'd also suggest that you really tie into your children's leader or your senior leader to ask about all of the physical stuff of what it looks like again. Because a lot of kids who struggle with change um, can't remember where their kids group are or can't remember what you do and do you check in first. And sometimes it's just useful to say, you know, ask your children's leader. I'm sure he or she would be lovely and willing to do that. Can you just like walk through the church with a video camera and say, this is where we come in. This is where you'll check in. This is going into the main building. Remember what it looks like? And if you're in our 5 to 7 11s group, you'll come down this corridor and it'll look like this. Remember the logo? Can't wait to see you. And to do a 30-second video for them that does that will make every kid go, oh, I remember that now. I remember that. And uh, make them feel peaceful. What things do you need to tell your kids about? Just the physical space of what you expect their bodies to do when it worships and and it's okay to not worship or you want them to worship. What are your expectations? All that stuff. Um, if you treat it like it's new, you'll be able to coach your kids through it in a way that makes them feel safe. Uh, the second thing that I just want to flag for you in the change process is that, is that that it will take debriefing as it happens. You know, you'll go to the first time and you'll come home and some of them will feel disconnected or disappointed. You know, they remember it being this great fun place and they came back and they can't remember the people and the leader is different and they didn't know the worship and and it didn't work. And and rather than go, oh, well, church doesn't work. Just remember, this is, this is a six month process and to set your kids up for, we're gonna go and it's gonna, some of the bits are gonna be great and we're gonna be so happy and some of the bits will still feel a bit clunky and that's okay. And so to go back and have the conversation again, you know, how do we connect with God in this? You know, where did you feel loved and where did you help other people who might be feeling really uncomfortable uh, in that space? How did you help other people feel loved? And to set up that expectation that we're not just going to receive, but we're going to help other people. And so how did you do that? And how did, were we encouraging? And, and how did you find your place to serve and to help people and to talk about that and to know that it, it might not be perfect straight away. 
and and that we'll try again next week. How should we do it differently next week? Interesting. See, we think we should show up five minutes early so you can say hi to your friends because you wanted to say hi to your friends and worship and we couldn't. Interesting. Okay, let's do that. And to make plans, you are a family on a mission into the new and that's great and we can debrief every time and we can try something different and that's okay if it didn't work this week because we'll try something else next week and uh, we'll continue to go on that journey together and to be graceful with that um, because that will be so um, comfortable um, to help them feel comfortable with change uh, because this is a change big old change process and so uh, I think it's it's just really significant so if you do that if you want to help your kid love love church as we go back that's going to be a, a a wooing of them rather than a woo we had a great sunday now you may go back i don't want to make it sound down you may go back and it will be the best thing ever and you're like on on cloud nine fantastic great then you have won the lottery sir and uh, that's wonderful but you're still going to have to help them with that change process because they may be experiencing the high of extrovert people and then they may feel like they're useless because they haven't found their serving place and to just go back constantly to the things that church are about those five things and say you know how are our kids engaging with those and continue to help them as they change and grow so that's what i really wanted to, to input into if you are interested in the little springboard thing that we're doing don't wait for it um, but we'll let you know it'll come up on the Facebook page. So please, you know, like the Facebook page and then you'll be notified um, when those little springboardy things come out. But we're, we're here to, to help you and to walk alongside of you. So what I'd like to do now is I'd like to pray for you and then we will uh, answer any questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, ponderings, heresy flags. God, I thank you so much that you have given us this gift of this church, that we are not alone in our faith, that we are not alone as a family. I thank you, God, that families were never designed to have to do faith alone, that you have put us into a, a wider church family, a wider context. And so, God, I pray that you would open our hearts again to love being part of, of a church in live, in-person, face-to-faceness. God, I pray that you would make our hearts sensitive to our children, that as they speak, we will hear those half-sentences, and we will see beyond a reluctance to be able to see what the fear is underneath it that we may um, see their nervousness rather than their resistance that we may hear their joy and excitement and that we may be able to facilitate that but make us as parents so tuned in to the heart of our children that we may help them navigate this well that we may um, see them well uh, so that we can dig open for them a path to delighting in your church and being a part again. Pray that you would fill us with your peace. Pray that you would remove any stress or should word from our shoulders. I just pray that you would um, pour your peace upon every parent and carer now. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, that's one thing I wanted to say as I was praying, that this will look different for every family. And so I don't want you to judge yourselves. If you show up and you have a family of people who showed up 15 minutes early and they look like they've been up since five and uh, in a good way, you know, like they've all exercised together and they've all already read through Esther and, uh, and they show up and they look like they're having a great time and you barely got your kids there to church and they're not sure what's going on and you're coaching through. And there is, 
please do not compare yourself because every family is different and every journey is different. And the goal is not perfect, happy family sitting and engaging with the service beautifully. That is not the goal of this. The goal is not great behavior in church. The goal is children connected to God and flourishing within a family of believers. And that is a separate journey for every kid. And so that to me is so important that this is about how are they connecting to God? How are they connecting to others? How are they connecting into their purpose and calling and community? And that's going to look different. And that's going to look different between parents and between kids. And so I just want to brush off any worry of what it looks like. Um, because it doesn't matter what it looks like. It matters what the fruit is. And that's a journey. So I got firm with you. Um, right. Here we go. Uh, we have some comments and things. Uh, yes, it's the reconnecting in person, even though we've met online. Definitely. I think a lot of our kids are nervous about that. Um, encouraging the volunteers who've had a rest to come back to these groups, too. Yes, uh, definitely. We have tomorrow, I think. We're doing a lunchtime lunch with Rachel. I think that's what we call it, Lunch with Rachel, uh, for leaders. And we're doing a whole thing on re-engaging and re-envisioning volunteers. So if that's you, come to that one. We'll talk some church leadership stuff and how we get volunteers back. Um, another comment, our son has had an autism diagnosis since we were last at church, and his needs are so different, so we need to work through that. I think that's a really significant thing, uh, particularly when you get a diagnosis, and that means you get a bunch of information and you get a lot of support. And I just want to encourage you, as, as someone who, who works with the church and has worked with churches for a long time, they want to hear that, and, and you can feel free to get in contact and say, you know, this this has been a significant learning point for our family and what makes my kid flourish and how they engage. And so can you just tell me the running order of the Sunday? Because I, I think he would really flourish with a, with a you know, a visual timetable of what that is. And to feel bold to do that, um, it's so important. And, and I want to tell you, people's hearts are for your child flourishing within community. Um, you know, one of the churches I worked with, I had ear defenders. I had all sorts of things for people. And so do get in contact and say, this is the shape that we're learning of my kid. And uh, and your church will want to, to hopefully support you in that, to create space for that, to be able to give you and your child time and space to figure out what that looks like. Um, and to figure out, you know, the times. It's, it's not come to the entire service or not. You know, you can tiptoe in. You can come for the bits they like. You have a... Everything is on the table, and uh, and that is uh, something really significant. Um, oh, yes, he's in a different kids' group. I think that's a really thing. You imagine he might need to stay in the group he remembers from before at first. Uh, I think that's really significant uh, in that to feel bold to say, my kid's, you know, my kid's coming back, and they really want to be in that, and I just, my kid needs to be with the same leaders in the same room for a little bit longer, and to feel feel confident to say that and that's not just for kids you know who uh who's have autism but also for other kids who struggle with change who have anxiety and that's right oh uh she, my team says next month's topic is coping with grief or loss that's what's happening next month um but uh oh i also see people calling for pajamas at church and i support that i we should start a campaign uh, I definitely support that. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. We should have pajama church. What? This is a national movement now, folks. Uh, national movement, the first time back and live, everyone should wear pajamas just to transition well. Maybe your family should just do that. We're going to do, as a team, as a family team, you can decide this is what we're doing to transition. The first month, we're all just going to show up in our pajamas just to get used to it again. You know, feel free. No one will judge you. 
I mean, some people will judge you, but they're the not fun people. Right. Uh, I'm running out of time, but uh, I just wanted to, again, uh, say you've got this. You know your kids. You know your journey. If you process it with them, if you explain the whys of what the important things about church and equip them to handle those things, if you help them go through the change process well, then you're going to be on this great adventure as a family in finding who God is and what his blessings of church are for your family. It's going to be, it's going to be, I can't say it's going to be perfect the first week, but I can say it will be a significant spiritual journey for you as a team, as a family. So uh, we're always here to support you in that. If you have questions or comments or concerns, uh, tie into the, the Parenting Faith podcast. We'll be answering questions there. Uh, ask your questions. Get, get in touch. And uh, we'll, we'll try to help you as much as we can because we love you and we're praying for you. And you got this. So we'll, hopefully we'll see you next time. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.